Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam, Sam Dracula, if you want to get formal with it. And against doctor's orders, I'm recording a podcast for you guys. Uh, you may have noticed the last week or so, I've been, my voice is a little bit, been a little raspy. Um, and it turns out, I have laryngitis. So we're powering through. So this may be a quick one this week. But yeah, I'm excited to talk to you guys once again about the Hornets and about the draft coming up. But before we get into that, I want to show some love to bet online. All different types of sports are popping off right now. Basketball, hockey playoffs, baseball, all going nuts. On bet online, you can do prop bets, futures. Bet online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So last week we found out the Hornets will be drafting 11th in this year's NBA draft, which is now that, now that July's here. This month, in the 28 days, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot can change between now and then, obviously, right? Question is, will anything for the Hornets? Will they stay at 11? There's a lot of good players in this draft in areas of need that could benefit the Hornets. But right now, sitting here on July 1st, I'm of the belief the Hornets are best to trade that pick possible. And here's why. Going into last season, it was clear the mission. The Hornets wanted to make the playoffs. That's why they paid Gordon Hayward all that money. Why they bought out and are still paying for Nick Batum, who just got eliminated with the Clippers. The mission was clear. Everyone talked about it. The coach, cup check. I'm sure MJ would have talked about it if he talked about it publicly, was to make the playoffs. And what we saw last season was very much promising up until the month of March. And then things went badly, very, very badly the rest of the way. To the point where the Hornets found themselves in the play-in game and got embarrassed by a Pacers team in disarray. We're running it back next year. I think the roster will be largely the same, but the Hornets have an opportunity here to really fortify the roster with that 11th pick. Now, I'm, I'm going to do my best here to not overvalue the 11th overall pick in this year's draft. If, they, if the Hornets decide to keep it, and I talked about it last week, there's a solid history um, recent history with that 11th pick and, and getting real value out of that. But I think it's pretty clear the Hornets need help now. And I don't think it's totally fair to expect a rookie with that, like whoever the Hornets drafted 11th pick, being a factor this season. I don't, know, I don't, know, I don't think that's a fair thing to put on that individual's shoulders. It doesn't mean it can't happen. 
plenty of guys, plenty of lottery picks, plenty of rookies. You know, they've been able to contribute right away, especially this past season. Guys in that range, Halliburton especially, who's drafted around that, that rank, was, in my opinion, the second best rookie last year before he got hurt. It begs the question, should the Hornets use that pick to get more help now? I say yes. They have a decision to make with Devontae and Malik. A little redundancy there in the backcourt. Not with those two specifically, but as a whole. Between LaMelo, Malik, Terry, and Devontae, right? The team's going to end up paying Malik and or Graham somewhere between $13 and $16 million a year if they come back. Um, they can, they're, both, they're both restricted free agents. Who knows if they'll have a better offer elsewhere. They want to take it, and the Hornets will have to if they want to match it or not, it gets a little sticky. But the Hornets are able to pull off a sign-in trade if they want to go that route. And looking at one or both those guys, plus the 11th pick, could be an attractive package to swing to bring in a guy that can help this team now, a guy that can play on the wings or in the front court. I'm not in the business pushing Malik Monk or Devontae Graham out of town. I love those guys. I love their contributions to the roster. They seem to be great dudes overall too. So like, I'm not advocating for them. It's not like I, for them to be gone. Like I don't want, it's going to be a sad day if Devontae left. I'd feel, I'd feel down about it. But there's a bigger goal in mind, right? To make the playoffs. And if, if Devontae can bring back a player that can help the team out in a different position, specifically the front court or wing, Hornets should thoroughly examine it. And one kind of trade piece, I've talked about it a lot, is Miles Turner. The Hornets can re- could theoretically, you know, if this only works if Devontae wants to go to Indiana, A, eh? <laughs> and Indiana wants Devontae, but if Devontae re- resigns in a best part of a sign and trade, somewhere between, I think it's like 13 to $16 million a year, he'd be in a, within, well within range to match up salary cap wide with Miles Turner. And then the 11th pick overall would be that sweetener to pull off that deal with the Pacers. Pacers would be getting a very good uh, playmaker and shooter in Devontae, which would, I think he paired nicely with Brogdon over there. Um, it'd free up the back, the, excuse me, it'd free up the front court in Indiana. So Turner will occupy the same space as Sabonis. Hornets get a shot blocker and a guy that can, a center that can actually shoot. And I, I think it'd be a win for everybody involved. Rick Carlisle is the new head coach over there. I, I like that um, addition <laughs> um, for that team a lot. So I expect big things. I expect big things from the Pacers, no matter what they do this offseason, just because of Carlisle alone. But that's just one. So 11th overall pick and Devontae Graham. Or Miles Turner, who says no? I think it benefits everybody. Another guy who I would love the Hornets to consider is Jared Allen from Cleveland. Trading for him would be really tough because the Cavs already have Sexton and Garland, and they'll probably draft one of the Jalens. So their, their guard situation is really solid. As much as I would love Jared Allen, I don't think that would work for the Cavs. But Lauren Markkinen, 
he's a gentleman um, who I think would be perfect for the Hornets. He may not, he's not the answer defensively, but he's a seven footer who can shoot and play the front court. I like that. The Bulls could very much use a Devontae or Malik to, to pair with uh, uh, Kobe White and Zach Levine. You know, they could use that. And I, I think Devontae would start over Kobe. I think that'd be an upgrade over there. Plus, the Bulls, the Bulls do not have a first-round draft pick this year. So they'd be getting back in the mix if they would accept like a Devontae 11th overall pick or marketing. But like Allen, marketing's a restricted free agent. So you'd have to work out a sign and trade or something, something funky. The, the gist, though, you know, just what I would love for the Hornets just to consider is that they have options. And there's no, absolutely nothing wrong with doing nothing and just taking whoever's available, the best, the best player available at that pick. But I'd be, I'd be lying if I, say, if I said I'd be happy with it. I wouldn't be mad about it, but it had me questioning a little bit the intentions here. Do they want to make the playoffs? They do. They need to add some depth. We saw what happened with the injuries, you know, and three guys went out and we couldn't properly replace them. No disrespect to Jalen, the Martin twins, but you can't like, if we lose three key players again, the same thing's going to happen again. What's the definition of insanity? You know? So that is just something just to ponder. Okay. It, the idea of using Devante or Malik and the 11th pick. So add some front court depth. Two individuals I'm very curious about going into next year's uh, Nick Richards and Vernon Carey Jr. I have no idea what to expect from them. I can't lie. I was kind of disappointed in there and how they were used in the regular season after the G League bubble was over with because there seemed to be no plan outside of garbage minutes or injury issues there wasn't, didn't seem any, like, there didn't seem to be any ramp-up plan, you know, like injuries or just whatever, force them into the rotation in a the, in the blowout of garbage time. So I hope with a summer league, with their first year, you know, in the books, going in year two from Nick and Vernon, we see more of a plan for them because they were drafted for a reason. Vernon has showed that he can score. He's a, he's a center that can shoot, that wants to shoot. He's the only one on the team, only true center on the team, you know, not including PJ, obviously. But, you know, Cody and Biz, they're not taking that free throw line jumper. Vernon Carey will not hesitate to do that. I think that's a very useful thing, a dynamic that only he brings. And then Nick Richards, ah, I, I guess he's a, he's a factor. He can be a factor on defense, but we haven't seen enough. I'm hopeful in year two, in, in year two, that we can see that from them. And I don't blame them for it. It's just a, you know, just a matter of the circumstances. That and because I'm so curious about Vernon and Nick, going back to trade possibilities, I would love for Vernon and Nick to get proper run out. Essentially, they were, I don't know, fourth and fifth string centers 
last year. You know, the, the, the center rotation, uh, Zeller, Biz, and PJ, I would say, in whatever order you want to put them in, depending on the matchup and uh, Brego's preference, was the look with Vernon and Nick getting in where they could get it, you know? I would love for them to move up in the depth chart. I don't know what we see from Zeller. If Zeller comes back, I don't know if Biz comes back. If they don't, I don't think Vernon and Nick or Nick are ready to move up to one and two on the depth chart. But I would love for them to move up to two and three on the depth chart. You may be wondering, Sam, who you want to be the center then if you want to do something else with the 11th pick in a trade. I say we make a run at Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel as stopgap. He's a guy who played very well for the Knicks last year defensively. He was active on the boards, active defending the paint, and he could run the floor. At a minimum, we know what we, what we would be getting with him. He was on a one-year deal for $5 million with the Knicks. If we could replicate that somehow, some way, that, that's that cap number for that many years, like one year, two years, whatever it takes to get it done, it would allow Vernon and Nick time to develop more. They can work on that onboarding plan for those guys. And then if either of them emerge, Nerlens can move to the bench. And because of his cap number, the team won't feel obligated to play him more. No, it, it, it would uh, just kind of get us through the, this, this year, next year, until we're actually at, like, really sure who we want leading the charge in the front court at the center spot. And so if they do that, I, I look at Nerlens Noel, but there are other options out there. The Hornets could then use that, that, that hypothetical trade package I'm talking about, the 11th pick, and Devante or Malik, to improve the wing. There are guys like, who I would like, I would love, <laughs> to be Gordon Hayward's backup. Or just a guy who can play crutch time. Someone who brings something that's sorely needed. Perimeter defense. I'd call up, the first team I'd call up is Philadelphia. I have no idea what they're going to do with Ben Simmons. That's not our problem, but they could be interested. They could be interested in mixing things up over there. With that in mind, I would love Matisse Thybul in Charlotte. He's that defensive specialist that we sorely need, and the idea of adding Thybul and Noel to this squad would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Two defensive specialists, done. Come on. It'd be a dub. It'd be a huge dub. And I don't know if they take the 11th pick straight up for him. If you want to toss on someone else, fair, fair. Um, I'd also like to throw out uh, Dylan Brooks or Kyle Anderson from Memphis. Uh, OG Ananobi is a guy I like a lot. Um, he, he makes some money. <laughs> he'll make some money here soon. He'll be a little expensive, but I would, I would love it. And, and that's with the trade. There's a guy in free agency, Niang from Utah, who's a knockdown shooter, another dynamic, another skill set. Hornets are missing. Who is that on this team? Who is that guy that can pull up and hit that consistent three-point shot? But a guy whose job, whose paycheck is to hit those shots. We need that. So imagine this, that you're starting five, Lamelo, Terry, Gordon, PJ, and the newly acquired Nerlens or whoever you want to put there that we can fit under the cap. 
And then off the bench, Bridges, Monk, Jalen, Vernon or Nick as that second center, and Thibel or Ananobi or Niang. That sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, five needs to be upgraded. Need more bodies, more veteran players. And not by veteran, I don't mean eight, nine year pro. I mean guys who are known assets, who have known skill sets. Great if those guys, that type of guy, has those known skill sets or assets with the potential to, to, to be more effective in other places. But for nothing else, having a specialist, defensive specialist like a Thibault, or a, a wing shooter like Niang would make me feel more confident in this team's playoff chances going into next year. And I think the, the team I just rolled out, rolled out there, I think the Hornets could pull it off without, you know, it makes the team better immediately. It also doesn't cripple the salary cap. Next week, I'm going to be talking about what would happen if the Hornets keep the pick. Now, once more time, to look at prospects who would be there for the Hornets at 11. And I'm going to break it down for uh, next week's. But for right now, I am pretty, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty like really in favor of trading the pick. As of right now, as I start looking at prospects, my opinion may change. But, which I reserved right. It might change, change my opinion, you know. But as of right now, as I'm recording this, I think they should trade that thing. But next week, I'm, I'm going to talk about actual human beings the Hornets could draft, um, which would be the more realistic scenario, I think. I really don't think the Hornets trade it, but I would love I think I, I, would, I would really, really respect it. I think that would send the proper message to the rest of the guys in the locker room that we're going for it. It would say, hey, we remember how the season ended and we're determined to make sure it doesn't happen again. Big fan of that. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Apologies once again for the voice. Hopefully it'll be better next week. <laughs> but you've been listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. Catch you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.